Volume Three, Chapter Seventeen of Gwenwin. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Lars Rolander. Gwenwin, A Romance of the Y by Mainreed. Volume Three, Chapter Seventeen. A Queer Catechist. A boat upon the Wye being pulled upward between Langoran Court and Ruggs Ferry, there are two men in it, not Vivian Rycroft and Jack Wingate, but Gregoire Rochier and Richard Dempsey. The sea-divan poacher is at the oars, for, in addition to his new post as gamekeeper, he has occasional charge of a skiff, which has replaced the Gwendolyn. This same morning he rowed his master up to Ruggs, leaving him there, and now at night he is on return to fetch him home. The two places being on opposite sides of the river, and the road round about, besides difficult for wheeled vehicles, Levin Murdoch, moreover an indifferent horseman, he prefers the water route, and often takes it as he has done to-day. It is the same on which Father Rogier held that dialogue of sinister innuendo with Madame, and the priest, aware of the boat having to return to the ferry, avails himself of a seat in it. Not that he dislikes walking, or is compelled to it, for he now keeps a cob, and does his rounds on horseback. But on this particular day he has left his roadster in its stable and gone down to Langoran afoot, knowing there would be a skiff to take him back. No scheme of mere convenience dictated this arrangement to Gregoire Rogier. Instead, one of satanic wickedness, preconceived, and all settled before holding that tete-a-tete, with her he has called Cherry. Though requiring a boat for its execution, and an oarsman of a peculiar kind, adroit at something besides the handling of oars, not a word of it has yet been imparted to the one who is rowing him. For all the exposure, accustomed to the priest's moods, and familiar with his ways, can see there is something unusual in his mind, and that he himself is on the eve of being called upon for some new service or sacrifice no supply of poached fish or game things have gone higher than that and he anticipates some demand of a more serious nature still he has not the most distant idea of what it is to be though certain interrogatories put to him are evidently leading up to it the first is you're not afraid of water are you dick not particular your reverence why should i well your being so little in the habit of washing your face if i am right in my reckoning only once a week may plead my excuse for asking the question oh father Rogier, that were only in the time past when i lived alone and the thing weren't worth while now going more into a respectable company i do a little washing every day I'm glad to hear of your improved habits, and that they keep pace with the promotion you've had. But my inquiry had no reference to your ablutions, rather to your capabilities as a swimmer, 
if i mistake not you can swim like a fish no not equal to fish that ain't possible an otter then something nearer he if you like answers coracle laughingly i suppose as much never mind about the degree of your natatory powers we needn't dispute i take it they are sufficient for reaching either bank of this river supposing the skiff to get capsized and you in it lord father she that wouldn't be nothing i could swim to either shore if it were miles off but could you as you are now with clothes on boots and everything certain could i and carry weight beside that will do rejoins the questioner apparently satisfied then lapsing into silence and leaving dick in a very desert of conjectures why he has been so interrogated the speechless interregnum is not for long after a minute or two rogier as if freshly awaking from a reverie again asks would it upset the skiff if i were to step on the side of it i mean bearing upon it with all the weight of my body that would it your reverence though ye be but a light weight tip it over like a tub quite turn it upside down as your old truckle eh well not so ready as the truckle still twould go bottom upward though a biggish boat it be one o the crankest kind and would surely capsize with the lightest o men standing on its gunwale. rail and surer with the heavier one as yourself for instance i shouldn't like to try your reverence being with me in the boat how would you like somebody else being with you in it if made worth your while coracle starts at this question asked in a tone that makes more intelligible the others preceding it and which have been hitherto puzzling him he begins to see the drift of the subjob confessional to which he is being submitted how'd i like it your reverence well enough if as you say made worth my while i don't mind a bit of wetting when there's anything to be gained by it many's the one i've had on a chilly winter's night as this same be all for the sake of a salmon i would believe to sell at less than half price if only showed the way to earn an honest penny by it i wouldn't wait for the upsetting of the boat but jump overboard at once that's game in you monsieur dick but to earn the honest penny you speak of the upsetting of the boat might be a necessary condition be it so your reverence i'm willing to fulfil that if you only bid me maybe he continues in tone of confidential suggestion there be somebody as you think ought to get a ducking beside myself there is somebody who ought rejoins the priest coming nearer to his point nay must he continues for if he don't the chances are we shall all go down together and that soon coracle skulls on without questioning he more than half comprehends the figurative speech and is confident he will ere long receive complete explanation of it 
he soon led a little way further by the priest observing no doubt mon ancien braconnier you've been gratified by the change that's o late taken place in your circumstances but perhaps it hasn't quite satisfied you and you expect to have something more as i have the wish you should and you would ere this but for one who obstinately sets his face against it may i know who that one is father rougier you may and shall though i should think you scarce need telling without naming names it's he who will be in this boat with you going back to Langoran. i thought so and if i ain't astray he be the one your reverence thinks would not be any the worse o a weapon instead all the better for it it may cure him of his evil courses drinking card-playing and the like if he's not cured of them by some means and soon there won't be an acre left him o the langoran lands nor a shilling in his purse he'll have to go back to a beggary as at glyngog while you monsieur coracle in place of being head gamekeeper with other handsome preferments in prospect will be compelled to return to your shifty life of poaching night netting and all the etceteras would you desire that danged if i would and won't do it if i can help shan't if your reverence alone show me the way there's but one i can think of what may that be father Rougier? simply to set your foot on the side of this skiff and tilt it bottom upwards it shall be done when and where when you're coming back down the where you may choose for yourself such a place as may appear safe and convenient only take care you don't drown yourself no fear o that there ain't water in the way as'll ever drown dick dempsey no jocularly returns the priest i don't suppose there is if it be your fate to perish by asphyxia as no doubt it is strong tough hemp and not weak water will be the agent employed that being more appropriate to the life you have led ha <laughs> ha coracle laughs too but with the grimace of wolf baying the moon for the moonlight shining full in his face shows him not over-satisfied with a coarse jest but remembering how he shifted that treacherous plank bridging the brook at abergan he silently submits to it he may not much longer he too is gradually getting his hand upon a lever which will enable him to have a say in the affairs of Langoran court that they dwelling therein will listen to him or like the philistines of gaza have it dragged down about their ears but the ex-poacher is not yet prepared to enact that role of samson and however galling the jeu d'esprit of the priest he swallows it without showing chagrin far less speaking it in truth there is no time for further exchange of speech at least in the skiff 
by this they have arrived at the rugs ferry landing place where father Rogier, getting out whispers a few words in coracle's ear and then goes off his words were a hundred pounds dick if you do it twice that for your doing it adroitly End of chapter 17 Read by Lars Rolander